Good morning. As we slowly gather together, I want to get started as close to on time because we have a lot to do today as it's Palm Sunday, but also offer you a couple of bits of instruction as we prepare for this wonderful liturgy. First of all, there will be a procession of the palms right after the homily this morning. It will stay indoors today. It just is not warming up enough. And even with my cloak on, that wind just cuts through us. So we will make a few laps around the church. Uh, the choir will follow the cross down the main aisle and people are invited to kind of um, come in behind them and just follow the leader as we kind of make a figure eight through the church. Also, after the service day, we do have a presentation of the Passion, which is pre-recorded. And um, we know that that makes life somewhat difficult for people who may not have the best aud auditorial functioning. And so if you would like, we have a handful of copies of the Passion in the back of the church. If you could, would like a copy of the Passion, uh, just raise your hand and either John or Susan will be glad to bring you one. So if you would like a copy of the Passion to follow along with, um, just let us know. That looks good. All right, and with that, we invite, we're, again, we're glad to have everybody here and just invite everyone to take a breath as we begin to move into our worship this morning.
That's good news, okay. I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 156, found in the blue hymnal. Our service continues on page one of the printed booklet. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may walk in love of, in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. 
I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me, who will declare me guilty. The word of the Lord. reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Our gospel hymn this morning is 435. We're only going to sing the first four verses. So we'll do the first, sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel. 
the third and fourth after. So let us please stand and join in singing hymn 435, Found in the Blue Hymnal. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he'd come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of the power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Okay, so now.
In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today is a day of extremes and decisions. It's a day of extremes because as we will find as our liturgy progresses to its end, and if we had done this in the traditional way, we find ourselves in a few minutes' time screaming out, Hosanna in the highest, and praising and lifting up Jesus with hope, joy, and loyalty. But we end our service today as one of the crowd, who along with them disappointed because it seems Jesus did not offer what they wanted we, like them, will condemn him with the words, crucify him. It is also a day of contrast and extreme, because as Marcus Borg tells it, on the day that Jesus enters into Jerusalem from one side, Pilate is entering from the other side. Pilate enters on a military horse, well-trained, strong, and mighty. Pilate enters surrounded by Roman centurions, and his message is clear to the people coming into Jerusalem for the Passover. Don't try anything. Rome is watching. Jesus, on the other hand, comes in from the opposite side. And so true to Luke's desire to show how the mighty shall be made low and the lowly raised up. How Jesus, as divine king, is humble. We have the contrast of the divine king once again from the powerful worldly king as he rides in on an untamed colt, surrounded by a ragtag following, waving their coats and branches, and screaming, Hosanna, the one who will save us. Today is a day of choices as well. Because just like every day, we have to ask ourselves this question. What kingdom do we wish to be part of? Do we wish to be part of the kingdom of the world, which throughout time has been the ongoing decision of humanity right from the start with Adam and Eve who, when given only one instruction, fell to the temptations of Satan because it would give them what they wanted, not what they needed, the ability to be like God. That reality for humanity doesn't change. As we saw last summer in our readings, from the, histories, from the history of Samuel, 
and kings, how King David came to be. Why? Not because God wanted Israel to be led by an earthly king, but because the people of Israel demanded they be ruled by an earthly king in the same way all the other nations are ruled. And so they received their king, and with it the consequences that earthly governance brings with it. And in this morning's reading later on, we will again be given the choice between this kingdom and the one of Christ. But we will choose Barabbas. Why? Because just like the children of Israel centuries ago, Barabbas offers them what they wanted. Freedom from Roman oppression. A land of their own. And their own earthly kingdom. What they didn't realize, what they wanted, is what, not what they needed. In the same way, so often we go for what we want, but not what we need. We want a sense of power in our lives. We want a God who somehow, if we believe in him, will make our lives easier, more prosperous. We want our self-rule. But with that comes the price. And that price, according to Deuteronomy, is death itself. What we need is a savior. What we need is one that does not give us earthly freedom, perhaps, but the opportunity to receive grace. One who offers us forgiveness. One who opens up for us the doorway to be in relationship with God, our creator. What we need is not always what we want. What we need is Jesus, not Barabbas. What we need is the kingdom on earth, not the kingdom of this world. So today, we are given a choice, the kingdom of the world or the kingdom of God. One offers us all that we want in this life, but it does not free us from the, from the bounds and chains of death itself. The other may not give us what we want on this earth, but it offers that which we need freedom from the confines of death itself and the hope and the ability to enjoy eternal life itself. This is the day we face the words of Deuteronomy. I give you blessing and curse, life and death. 
choose life. Amen. So I invite everyone to please stand for the blessing of the palms. And if you did not get palms on the way in, there's a tray of palms in the back. And as I give the blessing, I invite everyone to hold their palms up high. And then after the blessing, we'll sing all glory, laud, and honor. And as I say, it's follow the leader. And the leader will be David with the cross. So, um, so the Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to praise you, almighty God, for the acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this day, he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was proclaimed as King of Kings by those who spread their garments and branches of palm along his way. Let these branches be for us a sign of his victory and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our King and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns in glory with you and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us go forth in peace. Hymn 154.
heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our bishop and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this community, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, or through outer space, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may end our lives in faith and hope without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of the Blessed Mary, Blessed Peter, our patron, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. And before I give the final collect this morning, I just ask your prayers for the people of the Ukraine and for all those who have lost their homes due to violence throughout this world and for refugees who are seeking a place of asylum and rest. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I give to you, my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins, but the faith of your church, and give to us the peace and unity of that heavenly city, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign now and forever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace to the choir. I invite everyone to please be seated. Again, a warm welcome to everyone, especially those who are returning from warmer climates. Uh, it's another, as, a, as one of our parishioners will say, it's just yet another beautiful day in Narragansett. Uh, only if it could be about a, 10 degrees warmer. 
and also to those who are just returning or new to the area, and um, again to those who are now returning after our long respite due to COVID, it's so nice to be able to gather for Palm Sunday. I think it's the first time in two years that we've been able to do so safely in the building, so that we have to celebrate today. I am not going to go through the announcements for this week, um, but encourage everyone to go out the main entrance. We do have a special visitor who has information for you out there to pick up. So again, uh, information on Holy Week services um, and also other activities going on here this week will be available to people on the way out the door. So I'm going to leave it at that. Also, people think I forgot to do the birthdays and anniversaries last week, but the truth is I was saving it because I know a very special birthday boy is in our congregation today. So anyone who has an April birthday, invite to come forward. So come on forward, Jack. I want you to go right down the steps, go right next to Mrs. Hudson. Yeah. And if anyone has a wedding anniversary, they can come forward too. So everyone has birthdays. I only ask Jack, how old are you this week? He's eight on Easter Sunday, so big Easter. And his birthday party was yesterday, right? Yeah. Hey, the Lord be with you. Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless them and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts may your peace, which passes understanding, abide all the days in their lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, happy birthday to everyone. Happy birthday. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God.
and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For our sins he was lifted high upon the cross, that he might draw the whole world to himself. And by his suffering and death, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who put their trust in him. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all, he stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this, for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, 
in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body and blood of Christ. Amen.
Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bow down before the Lord. Almighty God, we pray you graciously to behold this your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and given into the hands of sinners and to suffer death upon the cross, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Please stand, and as we prepare for the reading of the Passion, we'll sing the first three verses of hymn 168. Please stand.
congregation is invited to sit during the beginning of the reading of the Passion at the break as we come to Golgotha, we'll be asked to stand again. Please be seated. Jesus came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. When he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with the kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around him saw what was coming, they asked, Lord, Lord should we, we strike, strike with, with the sword? sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple, police, and elders who had come, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man also was with him. Woman, I don't know him. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, You also are one of them. I am not. Then about an hour later, still another kept insisting, Surely this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? They kept heaping many other insults on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, gathered together, and they brought him to their council. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Are you then the Son of God? You say that I am. What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. 
Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he heard that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence, and I have found this man not guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas for us! This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. 
When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching, but the leader scoffed at him, saying, He saved us. others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, when the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. Oh, she. Wow. 
Dissette, dissette, love.